Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Greatly appreciated for everyone tuning back into another Turn Up the News episode with Tea Time. This is a series that I take very, very delicately and very seriously because of the manner of discussion and, and topics that we do dis- talk about on this uh, on this series. It does get serious. These are real-world discussions and real-world issues. Um, and I like to be a little delicate with how I kind of lay things out. I don't want to sound naive. I do want to try and not only voice my opinion on the matter in a respectful way, but also present facts and data that can be backed up by legitimate sources, but also that way it offers a legitimate point of perspective so that anyone listening can actually form their own opinion and understanding uh, themselves. And this is a delicate situation in general, and I think this will probably take up most of the episode, and I know this is late in terms of things have already kind of unfolded, but just for the sake of respect and just letting the story kind of go its way that it's going to go, uh, I wanted more information to come out about this conflict in Israel between Hamas, uh, the issues and uh, humanitarian crisis going on in Gaza at this point. But uh, uh, another thing that I did see, though, uh, people won't talk about it. I'm going to pull up this uh, little article on Twitter here and... Um, Shout out to Caden for putting this up, but something I didn't expect to see. Um, Vladimir Putin just flew 27 tons of humanitarian aid from Russia to the people of Gaza. Uh, Gaza is pretty much a barren wasteland at this point. The amount of munitions dropped on it, uh, it's sad. Uh, War in general is something... I wish could be eradicated, but uh, as long as people are people, they will find a way to elevate conflict simply from a misunderstanding to a uh, very religious kind of backed kind of war. But in this case, this actually goes back to post-World War II when the Jewish people were relocated from Europe to, uh, you know, Israel now, modern day Israel. And the uh, Arab populace and, you know, Arab people of Palestine were pushed out of their homes. Uh, and the conflict eroded and erupted, essentially, because the British government, the median back in the 40s and 50s, just let them essentially go to war and let them duke it out. Because they, in essence, were broke after World War II, understandably so. But this has been something that's been dwelling for a long time, boiling, if you will, um, and it's taken off into different types of extremes. I know in the first hour, I believe, Israel dropped over 16 tons of munitions on the Gaza Strip. That is just to the point of, like, are you are you, are you actually taking targets, or are you just obliterating them from the map? I don't know. You know, is this something to look at, but... This was a coordinated effort from not only Hamas, but surrounding countries. Uh, There was missiles and drones launched from Yemen earlier today, about two hours ago. It is 9.59 p.m. October 19th, 2023, for those out there listening later on in life. Um, But the U.S. actually shot down drones coming from Yemen um, and Egypt. And when this coordinated attack and effort was launched, um, every surrounding nation was launching artillery shells and missiles into Israel. It was the prime time for these 
Arab and Muslim-backed countries to jump against the Israelis and the Jewish populace, which I understand because, you know, I don't understand. I can't understand that thought process, but in terms of tactically speaking, if one nation is, you know, taking a shot, everyone else is going to form a coalition. That's been happening since the dawn of time. Coalitions are formed because a group of countries all align on a particular issue and have a common foe. And this is what we are be- we've been seeing, but we are now interjecting our military forces into this conflict. And in my opinion, I understand Israel's been a very, you know, reliant ally in terms of espionage, spying, and military assets, as well as it being a very geographically convenient location for not only intelligence gathering and data gathering, but overall military presence in the Middle East, which in my personal opinion, we should have learned after 9-11 that we don't belong in the Middle East. They don't want our presence there. They just don't. If you're an American citizen traveling to the Middle East, you are going at your own risk. If you are connected to the Middle East in any way and, and at risk in the Middle East, if you come to the U.S. and go back you know, because of the laws, that's your risk. People have to start actually taking that into consideration that some places will never be the way you want it to be because not only religious ties, but culture, technology, scientific advancement, but just religion in general and the hierarchy in society that exists in other countries. There's a, there's a legitimate difference and then a drop-off point from society when, when you're talking about Western civilization to some of the other quality of lives in Africa or the Middle East. That is not diminishing cultures. That is not diminishing the people. That is just how it is in the real world. And people in the Western societies and governments think that we know better and we try and interject ourselves into conflicts and situations which we have no understanding or grasp over as a population. The American people don't know what the fuck is going on in Israel. You sit here and and tell me that, no. All the hashtag free Palestine all the hashtag go Israel, all that shit is just fucking naive. It is stupid. There are children dying, daycares getting bombed, hospitals exploding. People are dying instantly. 600 in the snap of a fucking eye at a music festival. I mean, what what else do you need? People are at my age, 21, 22, going out to listen to some fucking music, getting mowed down because someone doesn't agree with your fucking mom and dad's fucking ideology. Like, that's what it's drawing down to. And it's just to the point where this conflict could ignite something greater. And you're saying, greater? How? How, how could this be greater? What could get greater? World War III. Russia is heavily involved. You see the fact that they're sending humanitarian aid. They have a dog in this fight, maybe. They're, they're sending aid to the people of Gaza because, you know, at least we're seeing the, the aid go there. We're not just seeing checks get signed. You know, this is where the problem starts to happen and occur with us. We think money solves everything. Our government thinks $9 billion to Iran is going to solve a problem. But after we sent them like 9 or $6 billion, they started chanting death to America. And getting back to how this initial conflict started, apparently it was kind of just like, uh, like a surprise attack, you know, in a sense. But it was more of a sense there's a lot of tunnels going from Gaza to Egypt to Israel to Saudi Arabia a lot of tunnels dating back to the 50s and 60s apparently and a lot of people speculate the surprise came from some of those uh, tunnel systems and they targeted cities with the least amount of IDF security forces and gave them a hell of a fight and uh, the IDF very tactically 
you know, intelligent. They have very full sound equipment like the Iron Dome defense system that shoots down any projectile coming over, you know, whatever parameters they have it set to. But they genuinely have shit locked down in, in Israel. They do. And they have for a long time. But we have to start considering that this might be another Ukraine situation. I know Israel's an ally. I understand the Jewish populace would be very upset if I said anything to infringe upon that. And there's nothing wrong with Jewish people. There's nothing wrong with Palestinians. There's nothing wrong with Arabs. There's literally the issue here is that people just can't get along and can't rationally discuss things out. And I will say the militant arm of the Palestinian government, the Hamas is what you know them are, uh, as people call them terrorists. And you know what? Genuinely, they have acted in terrible fashion in war, but so is Israel. No one is clean in this fight. No one. Absolutely no one. But Hamas was a legitimate government entity that was elected in. Some may say it was dirty. I, I, the, the Palestinian people, this was like a revolutionary vote in process. They wanted change, so they went extreme. And this is what they're getting from it. And the entire point of Hamas, in a sense, is to bring down Israel. So this is like a immovable object getting just repetitively suppressed. And, and not suppressed, like oppressed, but like just completely shot at over and over and over again. But they, they just can't be moved. They can't be stopped. Because Israel, technology-wise and military-wise, are way more advanced and they have a lot better technology. But when it comes to the underdog fight and the fact that multiple other countries are supporting Hamas and Gaza and Palestine in general, um, it is showing that Israel is low-key losing its popularity of, okay, we can't really fuck with Israel because not only are they heavily backed by the U.S., and don't get me wrong, we are backing them. We are sending in massive aircraft carriers, the biggest one in the world, a fleet, 2,000 troops, and, and they're being told they're going to be used for humanitarian aid purposes, evacuation of hostages, but it's just really trending south. Like, it is not looking good. We need to really evaluate this situation before we step our fucking boot in the door. We've done this before. We have fully invaded the Middle East before. It resulted in hundreds of thousands of deaths. Government dismantlements. I mean, just complete and utter chaos. Children, families separated for life, death everywhere. And it just really was not the thing that really needed to happen. I mean, look at look at ever since like Dick Cheney and George Bush got in office, even before then, Bill Clinton with ISIS and Hillary Clinton potentially founding them. But that's a whole other story. The real issue is since 9-11 and since those massive game-changing events for the world occurred, the TSA was made, massive implications in the Middle East, a lot of just overall, I, I guess what you can say, patterns, quote-unquote. There has been nothing but conflict and, and entanglements with Middle Eastern countries, situations we never had to be in. Afghanistan that no one talks about anymore, how they have millions and potentially billions of dollars of U.S. equipment, choppers, RPGs, munitions. When we are actually going through a munition shortage, we are losing the grasp of respect across the world. That's why Egypt and Jordan hopped in on artillery strikes on Israel. That's why Yemen and Saudi Arabia continue to bomb them as well. That's why Turkey is not actually stepping up and helping out. That's why Iran is getting billions from us. We're going to give billions to Israel. We're giving billions to Ukraine. It's just like, who is paying for this? The American populace. You know, if you're a small business owner... 
you know, why, why you're getting absolutely wrecked with taxes? Because you're paying to bomb fucking innocent people. You're paying to fund countries that have no actual relevance to you. Like, what do you think the people of Israel are thinking in, in times of peace, if there are any over there? Do you think people in Egypt and Israel are thinking about the people of America's well-being? Do you think anyone in the world is? We're the only nation that does that. They're like, oh, let me put my nose in somewhere that doesn't belong. Like, let me care about this when I shouldn't. This is not my business. Like, there, <laughs> there's a joke on American Dad. I know it's a little fucked up, but Stan and Francine are in the middle of, like, the woods. And Francine, like, impersonated a dude, like, had a whole man suit on and tried to get in with Stan's friends just to be, like, a friend. Because she felt like she wasn't a friend as a wife. Just the wife. The boring wife, in a sense. And... Stan literally beats, like, and this is a joke, it's a cartoon, obviously, he beats the crap out of her, and then, like, a hiker walks by, and he's like, hey, what's going on here? Are you okay? And, uh, John Hamm, in animated fashion, of course, he walks up, he's like, don't be a hero, just keep your head down, your eyes glued to the floor, and walk away. Visit www.don'tbeahero.com. It was like a joke, obviously, and, like, that's what America needs to fucking do. I know we are a a melting pot of cultures, and different types of people from all over the world and all walks of life. But we really need to actually respect America's individuality. If you come to America, if you live here, grow roots here, you do not need to be worried about, in a sense, anything else. You can care. You can care about what's going on in Israel. But you should not be telling your elected officials, let's throw billions at it. And no one's even saying that. Like, no one I know is like, yeah, bro, this is a, this is a good idea. Only if you're Jewish, of course. I get the, I get the aspect of my, my, my people are under attack. Like, I get that. But at the same time, when you look at the grand scheme of things, and, and from an unbiased, completely bird's-eye perspective, I, I mean, this is just another war that's going to erupt another whole issue. I mean, Ukraine is already bad. It's going on way too long. Afghanistan was a laughing stock, but now this. It's starting to make me realize if Trump was... I should have... Like, everyone knows this, but if Trump was in office, this wouldn't happen. And if it did, it would have been ended quickly. It would have been. Because things actually would have been productively gotten done instead of throwing money at the problem when the problem just grows with money. We all know the phrase, more money, more problems. That's what this is going to inevitably be. Inevitably be, excuse me, tongue-tied there for a second. But the fact that Russia's involved is scary. That is another scary. But U.S. troops in the Middle East face repeated drone attacks um, in, in Gaza, in a sense, around the Gaza area, because we did send a bunch of, uh, a bunch of, well, we sent the biggest aircraft carrier in the world over there. But we also, obviously, it has a supporting fleet around it. U.S. forces in the Middle East have come under threat by um, attack drones at least five times in three days. On Thursday, intercepted numerous weapons launched by militants in Yemen. The Pentagon said a new development amid fears that the war between Israel and Hamas could engulf the surrounding region. The incidents have involved U.S. troops in Iraq, Syria, and abroad, a Navy destroyer in the Red Sea, said Uh, Brigadier General Patrick Ryder, a Pentagon spokesman. Speaking at a news conference, he said the spate 
of action entailed three attack drones targeting U.S. military positions in Iraq on Tuesday, two drones zeroing in on a garrison in Syria on Wednesday, and the downing by personnel of the USS Kearney of, of cruise missiles and drones launched by Iranian-backed fighters possibly aimed at Israel. Our defense response was on is was one that we would have taken for any similar threat in the region when we are able to do so against our interest personnel and partners, Ryder said. Coalition personnel suffered uh, suffered what Ryder said were numeral injuries in the attacking targeting uh, in the attacks targeting Iraq and Syria. In a separate incident, U.S. personnel took shelter in. Uh, Ain al Said uh, Air Base in western Iraq on Wednesday after an early morning warning alert system sounded. No drone struck but, uh, the base then, but riders said a contractor working on the base died after suffering cardiac arrest amid the commotion. Okay, Taken together, the burst of activity raised the specter of renewed hospitality, uh, excuse me, hostility directed against U.S. personnel across the region as an outrage swells over Israel's, uh, Israel's campaign of airstrikes and plans for a ground offensive in the Gaza Strip following the brutal cross-border attack by the militant group Hamas that left hundreds of civilians dead. In recent days, a range of Iranian-backed groups have called on members to target Israeli's allies, including the United States, if they support Israel's war in Gaza. Those groups include both the Houthis in Yemen and uh, milit militants in Iraq and Syria. Ryder described the attacks in Iraq and Syria this week as small-scale but concerning and dangerous. The Pentagon maintains a present, uh, presence of about 2,500 U.S. troops in Iraq and another 900 in Syria, assessing they are necessary to prevent a resurgence in the Islamic State group. Those personnel have been attacked with drones, rockets, and other weapons periodically in recent years, with the Pentagon typically attributing the violence to Iranian-backed militants. Iran has provided weapons and training to Hamas. The Houthis have, and has, uh, Hezbollah, a military group based in Lebanon. But Ryder, uh, excuse me, but Ryder indicated that thus far the United States has no evidence directly linking Tehran to most recent is incidents. It just sounds to me, and all this is according to um, MSN.com, the Washington Post, not the most reliable source, but going off of a large-scale conflict. Mostly all media sources will be covering such a thing. Um, but just going based, based on what I've seen and what I've heard, this is a tragic... Um, a tragic event. Tragic situation. All war is. I'm going to say the same thing about the Ukraine. Thousands and maybe even millions of people are going to die. And... It's not something, you know, a single person can control and stop. It, it's it, it's got to come down to, can people really just find a way to get along? At the end of the day, we all bleed red. And that's what it really should be coming down to. And, you know, it's a shame seeing any violence anywhere for anyone. But... My God, I hope that things really do start to turn around in, in that area of the world and, you know, kids can grow up, eat lavishly and enjoy family. Don't pick up a gun for for something maybe you don't truly understand or maybe we don't truly understand. It's It's crazy when, you know, I can sit back at my desk here and talk about, you know, all of this easily, 
but you know, I'm not on the ground, I'm not over there. I see the videos of the explosions, the IDF going insane in the streets, you know, massive firefights, and it doesn't really show me or even have me experience what these people on the ground have been going through for maybe their whole lives, but it seems like generations. But it's just something to think about. But the uh, United States Capitol has was taken over inside and outside by pro-Palestinian protesters as a representative Rashida Tlaib spoke with a crowd nearby. Are we only allowed to call people like this insurrections when they're Donald Trump supporters? Question mark. At this point, yeah. I mean, everything in the U.S. government is pretty hypocritical. We're being run by a bunch of fucking idiots and genuine communists, in my personal opinion. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's go into some, you know, um, breaking news. According to the Bradenton Herald, if you're in the 941 area, a uh, mom of three died in the emergency room lobby after waiting hours to see a doctor. Uh, that is pathetic. And if you know anything more, <laughs> more crazy in the past couple of years, it's been medical malpractice. It's been the fact that our doctors and some of our systems regarding healthcare are not up to par and do not have the best quality. And, you know, if you know Bradenton, you know that Bradenton Hospital is disgusting. I worked for Boar's Head for a period of time and we would deliver food and stuff there. And pretty much most of the things they got was fucking bacon. Like, I would literally deliver there, bro, and we'd pull up to the back and we'd be offloading their, their delivery and shit. But... Like, multiple people would be coming out in body bags type shit. Uh, and, and it was definitely something. And to hear that, that she waited in the uh, ER lobby and waited hours to be seen by anybody to check in on her, uh, that's insane. Um, another thing, apparently, according to the Bradenton Herald, uh, a rare deep-sea creature with bioluminescent tips turns up on California shore sea. Uh, see it on, uh, if you're following Bradenton Herald on Twitter, but you can also go to their uh, website. It's only $1 a month to subscribe to see some cool stuff on there. I recommend it if you're living in the area. But a deep-sea creature with a long stalk on the head with uh, bioluminescent tips um, washed up on a California state park shore. This marks the second Pacific football fish, a species of anglerfish, to wash up on the Crystal Cove State Park shore, um, according to an October 17th news release by the Laguna Beach-based state park. The first appeared in May 2021. So uh, that's pretty interesting that these rare species are washing up dead on California shores. Maybe pollution-related, but uh, definitely not something you want to, you know, see. Uh, dead you want to see that you know be able to live and not have to struggle with humanity's fucking destruction of the oceans i mean we have a floating mass of garbage bigger than the united states out there and it's that's not talked about that doesn't seem to be funded like why aren't we throwing tens of billions of dollars at that problem let's start reusing that plastic that trash to to make compost to start building and making better gardens to, to, to maybe in, encourage young Americans, hey, if you're a new homeowner, let's have everyone have a home garden so you can start growing your own garnishes, fruit, and vegetables so you're not going out there and buying a cucumber that's the size of my fucking forearm because it's full of pesticides. I mean, seriously, I, I work in produce now. Man, like some of the green peppers and red peppers and 
the sweet peppers, like they're like clearly just not natural, clearly just fucking chemically infused garbage. It's not real. And, and that's the thing that scares me more than anything. What's real in this world and, and what's not. Um, I don't know if you guys also heard about that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo issue with the uh, issue with him facing like 90 lashings in Iran because he kissed a, a fan on the forehead or something. But that, that was a crazy thing I saw, a crazy headline. Um, but I mean, there's a lot to kind of go over here. I'm going to pull up a very good uh, account if you guys are not checking World of Statistics out. Uh, at stats underscore feed on X, you need to be. Um, it is kind of cra- crazy. Uh, and this is something I did not expect. Indian inventions and discoveries. Really cool here. They uh, Glass blowing, diamond mining, Fibonacci numbers, zero, universal serial bus, USB known as, chess, yoga, shampoo, wireless communication, Buttons, cotton, um, cataract surgery, plastic surgery, natural fibers, um, ruler, badminton, plumbing, meditation, refined sugar, and cashmere. That is really interesting. I did not, and you, know, you learn something new every day, truly, but the Fibonacci numbers, I did not know that. Really cool. Shout out to India. Anyone in India listening in, over here at tea time. We hope one day we'll get over there and check out some elephants one day. You know, that's the vibe. I have actually, I know elephants are, uh, you know, they kind of symbolize good luck. I have a, uh, not a real gold elephant, but a gold, like a goldish elephant, you know, in the meditation stance next to my bed. You know, just for some luck when I wake up in the morning. Um, Another stat that I do not like to see, but U.S. smokers, 68% of adult smokers, 22.7 million, said that they wanted to quit smoking. 55.1% of adult smokers said that they had made a quit attempt in the past year. 7.5% of adult smokers successfully quit smoking in this past year. Um, Would like to see that up more, obviously. Average age people lose their virginity. (laughs) Oh, God. Let's let's go through this, actually. This is interesting. Who has the lowest average? Iceland. Yo! What's going on on that island, yo? Like, yo, bro. Uh, their average age of losing their virginity is 15.6. Bro, then Denmark, 16.1. Sweden, 16.2. Norway, 16.5. Finland, 16.5. Israel, 16.7. What's with the Danish nation? Not Israel, but what's with the Danish nations like? And the young age? Okay, fuck it. I, literally, I guess, you know? Um, but Bulgaria, 16.9, and the highest is Malaysia with 23, at 23. China's 22.1, Japan and Nigeria are like 19.4-ish. Um, very interesting that they have that stat. Um, avocado production annually in thousand tones. Yeah, Mexico's blowing the world out of the water with 2,442. The next highest is Colombia, 979, then Peru, 777. Okay, if you like avocados out there. The world's most sanctioned countries. Yikes. Obviously, it's going to be Russia. Over 17,937. Then Iran. State. How? Like, actually, how? I understand the hatred towards Russia for, for some things. But gee shit, bro. 
Iran is the global backer of world terrorism. How are they, like, not the highest sanctioned country? They only have 4,672. Syria, 2,803. North Korea, 2,152. Belarus, 1,417. Uh, Myanmar, 908. Venezuela, 747. Another thing that's not being talked about is um, the U.S. national debt. September 2023, $33 trillion. October of 2023, $33.5 trillion. And that that is insane that in half a month, we are, and in pretty much one month, we are going up that much. But from one year ago, it's, it's night and day. But speaking of India earlier, their GDP from 2000 is $468 billion. And their GDP now is 370, excuse me, 3.74 trillion. That is really good. Largest constitutions in the world, number of words based on India with 146,385, then Nigeria, 66,263, then Brazil, 64,488, then Mexico, 57,087, Pakistan, 56,240, Zimbabwe, 55,883. It's pretty interesting. Who's the who's the shortest? Forty nine hundred ninety eight for Japan. That kind of adds up there. Um, most consumed meat, including seafood: Afghanistan, mutton and goat; Albania, poultry; Algeria, mutton and goat; Argentina, bovine; Armenia, bovine; Australia, poultry; Austria, pork; uh, Bangladesh. Fish and seafood, Belarus, pork, Belgium, pork, Bosnia, and Herzegovina. I am so sorry if I butchered that, but poultry, Brazil, poultry, Bulgaria, pork, Cambodia, fish and seafood, Canada, poultry, Chile, poultry, poultry, Czech, Czech, uh, Czechia, pork, Cyprus, pork, Georgia, poultry, Israel is poultry, Italy is pork, which makes sense. They love their dried meats. Um, U.S. electric vehicle sales. Tesla is leading the way, 325,000 by far. Not even worth mentioning the next one up there. Um, Most economically influential countries, number one is China. Number two is the U.S. Number three is the U.K. Number four is Japan. Um, And then least... Okay, and this is according to U.S. News and World Report. The least is Slovakia. Okay. Um, U.S. crude oil price per barrel. In 1860, it was $9.59. Then in 1940, it was a dollar and two cents. When my mom was born, it was a do- it was three dollars and eighteen cents. Now it's eighty eight dollars and fifty nine cents. Holy shit, that's fucking crazy. Meal in inexpensive restaurant. Okay, on average, the um, an average meal in an inexpensive restaurant in Switzerland is twenty seven point seventy four U S dollars. That's the highest average. And then the lowest is Indonesia, $1.59. That's fucking amazing. I got to go to Indonesia. Number of McDonald's restaurants in the world, over 13,000 in the U.S. The next closest is China, 3,500. Holy fuck. That's sad. 
Netflix basic monthly plan by country. The most expensive is Switzerland, $13.54. Their cheapest package is $1.53 in Pakistan. That's, that's insane. The world's top automotive exporters since 2000. Uh, it was the European Union, 45.4%. And then since 2022... It's still the European Union at 46.1%. So they actually went, they increased. Japan fell off since then. China rose since then. Canada fell off since then. Thailand actually grew 1.8%, which is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. Wheat production annually in million tons. Um... China, 136.9, leading the world, uh, and Greece with one, and same with Bangladesh with one at the bottom of that list. That's pretty interesting. But yeah, no, I just thought I'd go over some of those stat lines to kind of go over, you know, some weird facts and maybe something everyone out there hasn't heard or even known. I just learned a bunch of stuff just off the top of my head, kind of genuine, right off the right off the whim of things, if you will. But a lot to talk about regarding, you know, obviously Israel, Palestine, Gaza, tons of stuff in the Middle East that we have to keep our eyes open and thoughts out for. A lot of innocent people are out there suffering. And, you know, if there's any actually good charitable, charitable donations out there, go find one, maybe donate five, ten bucks. Uh, I know Xbox is actually doing a little deal where you can donate your points to, you know, just help people out there over there. I don't know if they're actually doing that, but it's always good to support and be charitable when there's a ton of people in need. Um, and, and, you know, despite what side you're on, there's children starving, ducking for cover. Single mothers trying to protect their children over there. And that's that's what I'm thinking about right now. And that's what I'm thinking about with Ukraine. That's what I'm thinking about with all war and conflict. So there's children there and they're suffering. They can't grow. They can't have a childhood. One of the most precious things in this world is having that freedom and and youth and when you take that away part of the soul goes away too in a sense and that's the real sad part of it all but um i really hope everyone enjoyed this turn up the news episode i didn't know i know i didn't talk about too many different topics but uh there was a really big one that i had to cover and then i tried to cap it off with some nice little facts and stuff like that but i really appreciate everyone for tuning in this episode make sure you are following us on our social media platforms on all of them at Tea Time Reports. Make sure you sub to our YouTube channel at Tea Time Reports as well. If you have any constructive criticism or anything you would like to say to us over here at Tea Time, the email is readily available. Um, and if you have anything else you want to listen to or have us react to or talk about, make sure you DM us or hit us a little uh, message on Twitter or Instagram or something like that. We'll definitely uh, take a look at it and definitely you know go over it and maybe kind of work out some ideas regarding anything you want us to talk about regarding news, music, film, sports, whatever you want. You know, we just want to make sure that we're kind of building the community to a way that it's actually enjoyable and more uh, inclusive to people out there that are listening, you know, across the pond or just trying to chill and, you know, learn and learn more about us, but also learn more about sports in general. We greatly appreciate that and hope that this is the shot, the show for you and the podcast for you. And we hope you enjoy the uh, product that we put out there for y'all. Greatly appreciated. Take care, everyone. This is Trevor, signing off.